Caballero. And today I have with me an amazing human being, not just a veteran or an actor, but an amazing human being in person, a genuine person, Vinny <laughs> Rocco Vargas. Uh, Vinny, thank you for being here today, man. Um, thank you for the invite. Insanely inspirational and such a great representation to what our um, generation of veterans can aspire to be. So I want to say thank you for taking the time and coming on today. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, There's a lot of nice words. I don't know if uh, I deserve them all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's all right, man. That's uh, watching you as, uh, you know, still serving and going through my, my years of service and seeing you kind of uh, grow through the lens of like, oh, wow, like this is a real human being that was just doing what, what I'm doing right now. Like, yeah, we didn't, we didn't get to see that a lot. Um, the stigma and the stereotype was, well, once you're done doing this life, you just burn out. You just sort of <laughs> burn out or you go do a nine to five in a factory and that's good enough. But luckily we've got guys like you, great examples of all the things you can do. You, if you want to do it, if you have a passion and drive, nothing is stopping you. Uh, yeah. So that's something that I, I believe all of us have been able to see. So yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. No, I, I mean, everything you said is I believe in that. You know, I believe that uh, for a long time, we kind of lived in the bubble of what is expected of us. You know, I think it was hard during, uh, you know, this last 20 something years of war. The only veterans who got out of war and accomplished anything were the ones from Vietnam. And I think we were so disconnected from them that we really didn't have, you know, um, I guess a trailblazer in our, in our society that we can look up to and actually kind of relate to a little bit more. And so just by chance, you know, guys like me, and Matt Best and whatever, all, you know, there's, there's several names out there that kind of have stood out throughout the years because of the the power of social media. And, you know, I think it's, I, I don't think we, we meant to be that, but, you know, just by chance of, you know, easy to find content, uh, people could look up and say, oh, that's a veteran. Oh, man, I can do that, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love the fact that your story doesn't just uh, happen overnight. It's years of honing yourself. I mean, you didn't just leave the military. You stayed active in reserves, I believe, and then continue yep. to serve in Border Patrol and you continue to give back all the while you were developing and growing and honing your craft. Yeah. But I have to say, while all that is remarkable, what I want to focus on today is your transition mentally, physically, spiritually. Because come to find out, I've gone through the same journey kind of uh, and when I'm trying to help others understand that it's not a matter of if, it's, it's, it's when. If we don't take care of ourselves, if we don't put the same amount of effort and consistent work that we put into like looking for a new career, looking Mm -hmm. for our next thing into ourselves, we can fall into a lot of pits, addiction, uh, mental health crisis. But with you, I've, I think there's more story that we're not getting. And I'd love to get some insight onto how you dealt with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you want to just talk about how I started on the path of kind of like my own self wellness. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much fucked everything up. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, there, there's a time in my life that I was alone in a big house. I didn't even turn the lights on. I'm watching, by chance, Sons of Anarchy, right? But I'm sitting there very lonely, ordering my food, eating alone, 
making 120 plus a year, like financially successful, uh, career wise considered successful, but uh, emotionally completely empty. Uh, I was I was just drinking and, you know, I have my kids, but the relationship of that just just completely crumbled and, and for good reason. Right. Not just only my own, but I can only blame myself for what I, my lack of being there, my lack of being a relevant parent, my lack of being a rel- of of being a relevant um, um, counterpart in a relationship uh, didn't help. Uh, in, in in the healthiest of relationships, if I continue that manner, I, I wouldn't have a relationship still. And yeah. so, uh, you know, for me, I found myself there, and, and I started to write. That was the first time I really started to write, and I realized, like, man, um, I might be considered to some very successful. And I might be the guy they call on in, in times of need as a, as a special operations border patrol agent doing uh, rescue, uh, search and rescue. But uh, I had no one I feel comfortable calling for my rescue. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's just like I, I wrote that the house is just as empty as I feel inside. What's the point of turning the lights on? That's yeah. genuinely how I felt. And it was it was it was, uh, it was the reality of my my situation. What I've I've worked so hard for in 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 my career field, I've lost everything else. That really, to me, now I find what really matters in life, right? What is happiness? Uh, and a chase that I I've I've chased for so many years, and now I feel very confident. I know what that is, right? But it took losing everything. Uh, and the most important thing to me was my kids, but I didn't know how to uh, represent that. I really didn't understand that like, oh, just because I'm paying the bills, that makes me a good dad, right? You know, and I felt really confident with that. I felt really comfortable, you know, like it's like uh, you got food in your mouth, you got shoes in your feet, you got a roof over your head. Like that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I've met the requirements of a dad because that's how we grew up. (laughs) Right. You know, and, um, you know, I went through, through the divorce and, like I said, it was a good thing. It was a healthy thing for me because there was nothing healthy about the situation. Um, and the drive to pick up my kids, I, I became the, the the custodial parent for whatever reasons I don't even go into. I became the custodial parent. And on the drive from El Paso back to San Antonio, uh, I've told the story before where I go to, to, you know, we're playing music and we're laughing and joking. And, and it's the first time they've seen the human version of dad. Right. The first time they've seen a guy who is carefree, joking, making fun of them. They're making fun of me. We're all laughing together uh, because the guy they knew just paid bills and was was the was the enforcer. Right. Yeah. You know, use your manners. Don't talk back. Do this. Um, and so as I'm joking with them and laughing, my daughter, she turned to me and she goes, Dad, you're really funny. And that was a long eight hours of sitting there, letting that soak in and how much it bothered me. Well, I was in a place in my life where I knew I needed help and I knew I wasn't happy and I needed to figure that out. And that one sentence kind of broke everything. It was like, man, my kids don't even know who the fuck I am. They have no clue that I make everyone around me laugh all the damn time. This is what, this is what I've just done in the most stressful environments. It could be in Iraq. It could be in ranger school. I find a reason to make fun of someone or someone to make fun of me or laugh about my own misfortunes, right? This is just what I've done. I've, I've just grown accustomed to just being that guy that goes like, fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know, everyone's getting smoked and dusted off and everyone's like, Ooh, and I'm sitting there like, yeah, that's fucked up. And I'm smiling about it. Right. Cause Cause that's just how I've coped with those hard moments. Right. Even in, in Iraq or Afghanistan, you know, and 
and you know it's a six hour mission and and all of a sudden someone shoots a dog and you're like please don't tell me we got another engagement because I'm <laughs> six hours into this guys and I got no water right I'm tired you know? <laughs> yeah so yeah you know so I've always been that guy to find that humor but my kids have never seen that version of me because they haven't had enough uh time with me yeah right they haven't had human interactions with that you know um and when they did I was drunk so I can't even remember those days because they're like you remember the time I was like I don't. I'm sorry because that wasn't my concern. At the time, it was like I was home, but I was so empty. I was just like, let me get another beer. Yeah. Let me see how much whiskey I can drink. Right. It was just, just, it was just a really weird time in my life. And I didn't understand it. And that was the path where I decided like it was time to be one, a relevant father. And that was the motivation to slowly work on everything else. Right. It was kind of like the start, the first step of my, my ladder. Right. Yeah. Was be a good dad. And then, when you start to identify being a good dad, that means like, what else does that mean? Not just being there and being relevant, but like try and be healthy. Right. I know I struggle with some post-traumatic stress stuff, stuff that I never, I'll never be able to understand. Right. I'll never understand why one thing bothers me more than another thing. Right. There's things you see all these little weird things in combat and why specific things eat me alive that I can't figure out. So eventually we found a counselor who did EMDR. Her name is Tanya Glenn. She's out of um, Austin, Texas, an outstanding woman. Right. She, she spoke to me as a human and not as a doctor. Right. She said, yeah, uh, I don't care about your fucking emotions. She goes, I don't care. It's a chemical <laughs> imbalance. That It's a chemical issue that happens from too much cortisol. Blah, 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 blah. All this, and I was like, yeah. okay, so I'm not a bitch. Right. In my head. Right. Because I'm raised. <laughs> to believe, right. Because we're raised to yeah. believe you are weak if you have these weird kind of emotions. Yeah, and we're, so, we're, we're led to believe that emotions and feelings are something that men should just never have. It's like the right. old Irish idea of you take everything, you bottle it down deep, deep down, and then you die. <laughs> right. And that's exactly like, not only is that being taught in every alpha community, right? But it's also in every Latino community in that era. Yes. Right? If you cry, you're a bitch. Don't be a pussy. Nope. Right? And you're like, nope. I won't, I won't. You know, she's like, I'm, you might be embarrassed and you might be embarrassed and you might be hurt, but what comes out is anger because embarrassed and, and hurt creates tears, but anger yeah. doesn't, <laughs> you know? Yep. And so yeah, misappropriating my, my emotions, not knowing how to manage them. Right. It just, it was, it was, uh, it took a long time to understand that. Right. And it took, it took breaking down an ego, right. To, to, to yeah. start to create the very human side of me. And that comes from counseling. And then, you know, if we fast forward, I've done, I mean, here's a list, but I've done counseling and the list goes on for how many different counseling that I've tried. Group therapy. I hate it. I'll always hate it. <laughs> right? I'll always hate it because for some reason I can't wrap my head around some of these people's stories. And I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's a hard, it's a truth of mine. I'm sorry. I'm not nice guy for that, but I don't like it. Right. Like, like little Johnny can't tell me like yeah. weird things and I can't sit here and judge him. Right. And I don't want to be that guy. So don't put me in the environment to do that. <laughs> The other day, I stubbed my toe and it was the worst thing ever. And then you got to sit there and be like, thank you for sharing. Meanwhile, you're constantly replaying like the most horrible (laughs) shit in Afghanistan. You're like, yeah, you know, trauma is trauma. It's just weird. And I don't, I know I don't like that version of me. So I try to keep myself out of that. That's, that's, that circle. Yeah. Because I'm also like, uh, I would kick this guy's ass in a fight. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you got very- to make sure that the, the group you're in completely uh, is, is a little more f- closer to who you are. That's the right. one thing I did yeah. find. It's a lot. I can be compassionate, but at the same time, please 
more warriors, more of the same type of it, people. It made it harder. <laughs> it made it harder for me to let down my own guard. And so, yeah. you know, I found different kind of, and I, and I have a talk therapy um, therapist currently that it's an incredible dude, man. You know, and we can be, I can be honest as all hell. And he just like, he, he just understands me. And, and it took time to get that. Like people that are listening now, like if you think your first counselor is the answer, like try the second, third and fourth, find the one that really fits because they're probably all qualified to do their job, but there's going to be personality conflicts. There's going to be yep. things that don't blend and you have to find the one that does. And then when you do, man, that's, that relieves a lot of stress that just the anxiety alone is showing up, right? That That's mm-hmm. gone, you know? Yeah. And so that opens a lot more opportunity. Um, besides counseling, man, I've done stem cell treatment, right. To try and fix some of the, the pain, right. So there's a lot of pain that goes on when you're in the military and jumping out of planes and, and carrying heavy rock and oh. not realizing what that, what that happens. But I eventually had a really bad back and I had to get stem cell treatment to, to try and fix that. And, and it's mitigated a lot of my pain, right. It helped a yeah. lot of my neck, my neck issues, right. My knee issues I've done. Um, I mean, I've done float tanks, Float tank yeah. therapy, and that's incredible. That's a way, way to take a deep dive into everything that's on your mind, man. It's a little scary at times, you know yeah. what I mean? The sense deprivation I, is, is is awesome, but yeah, yeah, going back to that pain though, uh, it's when you can't take uh, a moment away from being in pain, you can't downregulate. You, you can't bro, stand in a space or therapy and be able to take any of that in. Yeah, they don't. Like, people don't get how pain management is such a valuable thing because, dude, I was thirty five. So I'm 41 now, I was 35 years old, and my wife and my daughter were helping me up the stairs to get to my bed. Yeah. If that doesn't make you feel worthless, oh, I don't know what will. And when you oh. feel worthless, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. when you feel worthless, it's like, well, what am I even doing here? I'm actually yeah. I'm actually causing more pain in their lives because they have to they have to my wife was putting my pants and my socks on every morning as a 35-year-old dude. Like, yeah. there's no way she married for that. Right? There's, oh, exactly. I mean, She'll do it. Yeah. But you can't tell me that she didn't also want to maybe go to the gym together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or something, right? Take a long yeah. hike, you know, to a waterfall would be beautiful. But no, dad has a bad no. back. So let's just sit in the car. No, absolutely. I, I My wife had to start using, uh, I would fall a lot. I had a lot of balance issues. And my wife didn't want to say anything. So she just starts putting nightlights everywhere. So that I could see I like small walking around. She's constantly like like try chasing a toddler <laughs> with <laughs> with a mustache. Yeah. No, Nobody wants house, to do that. Why is the house baby proof? <laughs> yeah, like soft edges. <laughs> soft edges all you guys got a little one? No, my husband. No, no. The uh <laughs> The, the Latino man over there with a mustache. That's <laughs> panned to me with a helmet and pads on. <laughs> but yeah, it's incredibly at the moment you're like, shit, man, this is this is it. Like, yeah. But the reality is, once you're able to, okay, it is. It's like this for right now. I'm going to yeah. accept it. I'm going to start putting my health first and start believing and being an active participant of my recovery. Yeah, some I still have limitations. Yeah, but the man I was a year or two years ago, not the same person. I couldn't yeah, well, talk in a conversation like this, like rapid talking. Yeah, my my the cloud and cognitive limitations were just like, please let me form my thoughts first and let's yeah. engage. <laughs> that sounds like the first time I smoked weed. <laughs> like. I add some to that conversation, but you guys already passed me, uh, so yes. I'm going to hold that back. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I'm absolutely sober now, but that's it. So again, like on the path of wellness, I've done anything you think of. I'm absolutely sober. 100% three years and run. Um, yeah. I mean, the list goes on where I continue to find out. I've done breathing treatment with one of my little gurus here in town. My son's coming. Again. You got to go out. I'm working. Oh, you look like Spider-Man. Come here real quick. Hurry, hurry. <laughs> this is my little superhero. <laughs> That's perfect. That's why we do the work. That's the ultimate reason. Like, Yeah, man. You know, um, I continue to find new things that to enlighten myself. Like the gut health is something I'm learning. I'm falling back in love with fitness, right? Yeah. My capabilities are not the same. Uh, I would love to be able to run five miles one day, but uh, I'm a big boy now, right? I'm putting on, I put on a lot of mass on top of, off top of fat. That's not lie, but, but, um, <laughs> You know, I would love to get down to a, to a running weight because I enjoyed that. That was something yeah. that I really personally enjoyed. And, you know, I never thought I could do it again because of my back. But now my back is doing well. Uh, I'm trying to build my core around. it. I'm trying to build my body back up to, to where I can start with one mile. And if yeah. I can run one mile, then I'll get to two. Right. And so, you know, I've given myself it, it, it's two parts, man. Not only am I working on me, I'm working on the wellness. I'm working on health. I'm working on I have a, a 11 month daughter and I and. So I heard this on a podcast and it fucked my head up, dude. I do want to be the guy that walks her down the aisle. I don't want it to be a complete stranger because I'm not there, right? Whether it's my health, whether it's wh- whatever it is, I, I don't want to leave that up to someone else to walk my dog. That's, that's mine. That's my gift to myself. Be there, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for me, that means I have to do all the things right now, right? I just found I had high cholesterol. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on, yeah. God. What else you got for me, bud? You know what I mean? <laughs> so... So, I'm in that you know, boat as well. <laughs> yeah, so there's a list of the world coming down on me and I could either sit there and let that happen or I can try and counter it all. And that's what I've been yeah. doing. You know, I've been doing it with therapy. I've been doing it with every modality, right? What it's called. I've done almost every modality you can think of. And I have a list that I'm still heading towards, right? Like yeah. ayahuasca is an interesting one. I'm going to keep researching it, right? Yeah. Um uh, I'm probably going to do here soon is the ketamine drip for, to help with some of the depression. Um, that's another great one that that's just yeah. now starting to, to get a lot of awareness within our community. There's tons. Um, there, there's, there's yeah. a long list of them, bro. And I, I kind of, I know where I am in my, my life. I know where, where people will kind of observe and watch me, right? People are like, Oh, what's he doing? You know? And so yeah. I kind of brought it upon myself to be the guinea pig for the community because I'm doing it for myself too. Right. And so absolutely. I'll tell everyone how I feel about every single one of those and, and hopefully it can help someone find, find a little bit of comfort, you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And not only am I doing these things, I'm also doing a deep, deep soul search of my own. Like what makes me tick? What am I proud of? What, what do I want to chase and how am I going to continue to get better? Right? Like we have a lot of people that su- suffer from not knowing who they are anymore. They get out of the military. Yes, and identity. identity, Right. Like you hear yeah. that all the time. It's like, well, how do you find your identity? You got to fucking try a lot of things to figure out what you don't like. Let's start there. Like, yeah. I don't want to dig ditches. I promise you, I hate that. Shit. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm Mexican, but I'm not that Mexican, homeboy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Slit trenches are not fun. I don't want to yeah, do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I almost don't go camping because it reminds me of military, right? Like, like but I know what I don't want to do. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That's not going to be my career field. That won't be my choice, right? And so- yeah. You know, throughout the years, I've I've fallen my my falling into a place where I'm really happy with in the entertainment space because it keeps what the way I've structured my life it keeps me home the amount of time I feel is valid and fair for the family. Um, it keeps me humble because it's a damn chase and and, and 
It also keeps me actively thinking because it's a creative space. I'm using my brain, right? This is like, it's like running a mission and, you know, it's like Met TC. Like, what, how are we going to do this? Well, we'll see when we get there. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> what if the weather gets in? Cool. We'll, we'll have to adjust fire, right? And so yeah. my, my life is nothing but a, but a thought process all day long, which keeps me, keeps me excited and keeps me on my toes. And it keeps me, you know, curious to the next thing. So which, which makes me interested in continuing to keep going forward. Right. Like it, yeah. it's exciting to not know, but as well as kind of you can still kind of manage your own life by creating cool shit. Yeah. So in the entertainment space, I almost break it down like like branches. You got acting, you got writing, you got producing, you got directing, and then you got who the fuck knows? Something else. But, you know, I don't know. But my point is like <laughs> that sounds exciting. <laughs> that whatever this is, I don't know yet. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm into I'm this. Whatever this is, you know, we're, we're getting there. But you know, in the end of the day, like I don't feel, I guess I don't feel uncomfortable with shifting gears in entertainment because it's all under the same umbrella. Yeah. But in life, when you shift gears, you go from like a cop to like a, to a nurse yeah. or whatever. And it's almost embarrassing that you got to start over again. Right. You're like, Come on. Oh, you know, no. I just didn't, I didn't like it. Right. I did firefighting for two years. <laughs> I fought a fire and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, Fuck this, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> you you got to try more than one, though. No, no, no. One and done. <laughs> I kind of did, too. I didn't get in the first class. I saw it. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. The second one, my dad's a firefighter 32 years. My brother's a fire. He's a, he's a damn fucking battalion chief in Chandler, Arizona. And then I met this fire in a, in a tour bus, and I'm like, no, nah, man, this is, not, this is not for me. It's so hot in here. I just – I have this visualization of you just – Putting everything down and just walking away. Nah. Genuinely, like, I, when it fires out and I get out of the bus, they hand me some oxygen and I took it all off and I looked at the chief and said, I'm done. And I headed my gear, swear to you, got home and it was like, I'm never doing this again. I like, <laughs> just covered, still covered in, in smoke yeah. and soot. Nah, no, I'm good. Nah, no. Not I'm for not me. Doing it. <laughs> it's just, it wasn't what I've grown. I've grown in this place where maybe I didn't expect, but I grew up wanting to be a professional baseball player. And if that wasn't going to work, I was going to be a firefighter because my dad would come home from fire smelling like fire. And I, and I was so in awe of it. I thought yeah. it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. I saw the movie Backdraft. And I was Backdraft. Like, yeah. Uh, my oh, dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I was, uh, it was romantic to be a firefighter at the time. You're the yeah. hero. You're the you're the guy that everyone looks up to. My father was that. But half of my Thanksgiving dinners uh, for the family were at a firehouse. You know what I mean? We would get there. I'm like, can I go down the pole? He's like, yeah, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was my life. It was the culture that I was raised in. And I said, if I don't make baseball, I will be a firefighter. But life shifts gears on you real quick. And I went to the military and. I did four years with second ranger battalion and doing learning how to shoot guns and train and blah, 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 that my whole heart changed. What I found to be, I was good at was running and gunning was being a part of a small team and and accomplishing these missions. Right. And so I'm in a fire. I'm like, this isn't that exciting anymore. This, when I was younger, this was the, this was the top notch, man. Now this is not it it's got to be something where I'm carrying my gun and I'm chasing bad dudes. Right. And that's where my head was like, yeah, fuck this. I, I know firsthand it's not yep. for me. Yeah. So I, so I applied for the border patrol and uh, you know, and then from the border patrol, it's weird how I transitioned to acting. And um, 
at, you know, I was still in a bad place as a board trader. I remember this here, here, why I knew I needed more work, right? Why I needed to heal. I was chasing a dude in the border, um, similar to how you would chase a dude in Iraq or Afghanistan, right? What we called at the time was called a squirter, right? You, you, yeah. go into the yeah, yeah. And, you know, you breach the door and uh, boom, dude starts scattering. And if the, if the objective is a known bad guy objective and, and we already know these are, these are, these are the target, right? Then you can engage on us. Yeah. So the ROE, right? Rules of engagement for those who are listening, probably, probably don't know too. The rules of engagement were like, that was absolutely fair. It was fair game yeah. to, to, to do that. And so I'm in Del Rio border, no Eagle pass border. And we're chasing this dude. And the crazy thing, how life goes, bro, I'm wearing night vision. I'm holding a rifle and I'm running and I'm wearing the same boots I had in, in range of town because they're comfortable still. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had, They've got I, a nice patina on by yeah, now. Yeah. And they're just perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, wow. I'm, I'm moving and shaking, trying to chase this little dude down and I can waft how he smells. And it smells very similar to an Afghani. Uh, someone walking in the desert for four or five days has a, a very strong odor, a body odor, yeah, which set, smells very similar to Afghanistan. So now the, the smell I'm chasing is Afghanistan. What I'm wearing on my eyes is giving me the representation of Afghanistan. I'm in a desert like Afghanistan. I'm carrying an M4 like Afghanistan. And then there's some burning shit in the background somewhere that I'm like, oh no, for sure. We're in yeah. Afghanistan, bro. Yeah. And so I'm I'm pulling up to engage. And then it's like, oh, wait, where the fuck am I? And I did this about three times before I finally caught the dude and just snatched him up. Bah, boom, right? And I was like, pop of the the pop of my night vision. And I was like, holy fuck, I could have done 20 years in prison. Yeah. Because that's not the ROE in, in, in America. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't just shoot people. Yeah. And so that terrified me, man. That terrified me to be to, to no end where I was like, I don't know what to do about that one, but that's not, that shouldn't happen again. Right. That's yeah. a dangerous position to be in. Right. And I don't know. I was just, I was just, it's, it's like, I didn't need my rifle to be out. I didn't. I, I usually you just go chase. Hey, parate, parate, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you're telling, <laughs> and, it's, and it's not a, it's not this threat, but I turned it into a threat. Imagine me running after you like this. You're like, yeah. Fuck that. Boom. Right. Like <laughs> I was the boogeyman for that guy that night. And, and God, God saved me, whoever did from not pulling the trigger, you know, from, from myself, you know? Yeah. So those are things that kept happening that I had to keep shifting and like realizing like, this is not good. Right. Yeah. And then the sobriety came from anyone listening. Um, just look at the last 20 people that, you know, who've killed themselves. Just ask. What did they do that night? Were they drinking? Yep. Every single one of my friends was drinking. If that's not an indicator, right? If that's not an indicator, like there's something there that we need to look into. Yeah. I don't know what is, dude. I, I was, I'm going to school still, right? I'm always just challenging myself to grow like mentally, physically, emotionally, blah, 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 spiritually. And uh, I, I, at first I was going to be trying to be a counselor for veterans. I realized fast that I don't want to take on anyone else's problems because I still have mine. So exactly. we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put that in the back burner for now. But in the studies, man, there was this one course we're talking about post-traumatic stress and it's talking about alcoholism and post-traumatic stress. Put those combined, you can create suicide ideology. 
it actually is a chemical thing that gets created, right, from so much trauma and drinking, consuming so much alcohol. It starts to manifest that. What? There's a white paper study, right? This is like, like this. This is facts, homie. Like, no, there's no like bullshit here. And yeah. that was enough to be. I told my wife like we were we were going to work on having kids together, right? And, and I said, hey, we, we should get we should just not drink for a while and try and clean ourselves up, get our bodies healthy. And then as I'm going through the class, this is happening. It's like it's you know it's just happening at the same time. So I'm reading this. I'm I'm, I'm currently sober at the time for trying to have. We had to do in vitro, right? So mm-hmm. very very sensitive process and we wanted to not spend so much money on the problem and do yeah. it right. And uh, as I'm reading this, I said, I don't know if I'm ever going to drink again. And then by chance, another friend committed suicide. And then I asked about, I was like, was he drinking? Like, yeah, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Absolutely. And that's, that's a thing that, that I keyed in on as well. That just always bothers me that guys are so willing to look at, Everything else, we could look at everything else, but they never want to say, well, it could be the alcohol. If everybody you knew was dying from eating chicken or right after they ate chicken, they'd kill themselves, you'd say, well, fuck, I got to stop eating chicken. Yeah. Dude, there's absolutely alcohol doesn't enhance your life. It doesn't make things better at all. It's not something that we need to survive. And some of my closest friends have had that fight and I am so proud of the ones that are finally able to say, you know what? I don't fucking need this in my life. It doesn't provide me anything. And every single time I've put myself in a bad situation, it's been the person or it's been the thing that was riding shotgun with me. It's literally been right there next to me. I, I remember my first uh, week on set with Mayans, you know, everyone's doing this little party and I brought seven bottles of alcohol. I mean, I'm pumped to be on the show, dog. Like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I'm just <laughs> celebrating the fact that I got here. I'm sitting with some of these icons that I've watched my whole life. And I'm like, bitch, I made it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to imagine we're going to pop bottles, dude, and celebrate, right? They, this is this is the moment. So I bring seven bottles of liquor, bro. They're, they're all sober. <laughs> Talk <laughs> Talk about awkward, dude. I'm trying to make a good impression. I'm like, hey. And then I realized real fast, man. I realized real fast that, uh, you know, I had a lot of growing to do, man. And, and <laughs> the way I saw alcohol was so different from them. And, and, and I also kind of still judge them. I'm like, what are you guys, what are you guys so weak about? You need, you need to be sober. No. Bro, I can't even believe I thought that, dude. It was weird. It was, it, that's how much we've been, we've been manipulated and, 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 and put into a drinking community like the military is nothing but a drinking culture right because yes. you any kind of party you have in the military they're providing alcohol right that's the thing it's alcohol provided imagine they did that with like heroin hey oh, guys yeah. here, we're gonna have a party here's heroin you know let's have a good time let's yeah. have a good time yeah but no one did a dui and let's no one od okay and you're like okay <laughs> you know, that's what we do we it, yeah. it's a community that genuinely thinks that's okay yeah. And you're not going to change their mind, bro. You're not going to, ch- at the highest levels, you will not change people's minds. And that's fine. Yeah. Our path is our own path to fucking make, right? But uh, I refuse to to be quiet about that. I will say, like, here's the truth. All you got to do is ask them to check their friends and tell me, tell me how many of them were drinking in the day they committed suicide. Just That's all you got to do. The reality is, like, a lot of us have lost more men from, from after the military than we did during the service. And so... They should be concerned about what that means, right? And we, they should be concerned, like, how? And how do I not be one? Or how does none of my friends lose any more friends? Because if they've lost someone close, it fucking hurts, dude. Yeah. 
we just lost the Ranger, bro. Neil Curry. That's my fucking dog, bro. I was texting him on the drive, like, hey, bro, where should I live? He was living that to me. I'm like, no, dude, I'm not living in Provo, homie. You know, and we're we're arguing about this. Yeah. And you know, I didn't see him as much as I should have, and I didn't I didn't build the relationship uh, you know, as much as I could have. You know, I'm I'm doing my life, he's doing his. But every time I saw him, it was a it was a reconnection of brothers and love and how's the yeah. family. And you know, the last thing he said to my wife was he asked her, like, how's she doing? And she said, he said, no, really, all this, all this stuff in his life going on, how are you really doing? And, you know, Christy told me about that and it bothered me, dog, because it's almost as if like no one asks him that. Yeah. He's got a fucking smile on his face. Every time you see him, he's the most incredible person I've ever met. He's someone I've looked up to. And um, that ate at me a lot because I'm like, damn, I didn't even take the time to ask him. I didn't even take the time to be, we're just like, you know, bros. I didn't take the serious approach of like, how's everything doing, dog? Like, outside of all this fucking bullshit social media and all this fake crap, right? The the, the yeah. fake shit that we show the world, right? Our, our highlight Absolutely. reel of life. How was everything else, you know? And I don't know if he would have ever confided in me, but it eats me alive that I didn't make take the opportunity to try. And he did for my wife, dog. Like, what the fuck? That's how good of a person he was, dude. Yeah. So, you know, even the guys who who have smiles on the face still battle, right? And and guys Absolutely. like me still struggle. And, and the only thing I can say is like, you have to take the strides daily to be a, the better version of yourself. Like every day you got to be better. And that's why I've taken this approach, right? That's why I'm so, that's why I'll chase every, every way you can ever think of that's called healing and wellness. Like, let's look into it. Let's see if yeah. it works for us. Let's try. It's absolutely imperative that we show the reality of what it looks like to get better, to get healthy. Um, Because being vulnerable is one of the greatest gifts. That's one of the greatest tools you could have in showing somebody the reality of getting healthy. Um, And it's not fun. It's taken from me. I I don't mind being that vulnerable leader and showing you, all the horrible stuff because there's also all the great stuff. There's also yeah. all the great healing. But it really, what it boils down to is when I was at my worst, I couldn't see anybody else because everybody yeah. else was still wearing their mask. Mm-hmm. Everybody's still a champion. Everybody's still a solid green beret. Why mm-hmm. am I the only one suffering? I'm so fucking weak. No, you're not. If you're listening right now and that's you right now, you're not weak. You're not, you're not a piece of shit. You're somebody that's a real human being and you're yeah. struggling and it's okay. And others are not comfortable showing that they're in pain right now. But if you need somebody, reach out, reach out to the people you love and care about because they'll take a knee with you and they'll say, Hey, guess what? I'm not doing that good either. Let's yeah. let's together. Let's go get help. Let's, <laughs> that's, that's one that's of the, the greatest things about this community is yeah. if you're willing to take a knee with somebody, Hey man, how's it really going? Yeah, it's sucking, bro. <laughs> it's the truest statement is that if you ask everyone, we all want to be happy, but we're all dealing with our own shit. Yeah, everyone has shit. It's yeah. like when you actually, when someone's really willing to tell you, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> me too. <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, well, I'm not alone." Like, no, dude, you're not alone, right? Like, I don't care how tough you think you are, how bad is your career, or how insignificant your career was, because there's another side of that. Guys are like, they live in the the, the sense of, "I wish I did more. I should have done more." Like, yes. what you did is what you did, bro. What you did is what you did, right? 
but you still got to find a way to be happy with it and content with it, right? I wish I, I went Delta. I didn't stay four extra years for that, right? Okay. I won't hold my hat on that too long. I don't care. Whatever, yeah. right? But but it's a thing that we humans forget that everyone's going through the human condition. Yes. How, <laughs> how do you find a way to be happy, yeah. right? And what is happiness? Some people think money is happiness. I'll tell you right now, it's not. <laughs> money is not. Like yeah. paying your bills is comfort. It feels good, but you still got to deal with life. You still got to wake up and manage life. I still got to raise my kids and try to be a good mentor for them. I still got to worry about making me healthy for them. I still got to make sure I'm a good husband for my wife. And my wife's got to worry about being a good wife for me. And she's got to work on her health. Like, dude, there's a list of things that will never stop. Like the grind will never stop. That's it. It will never stop. And so you better be comfortable with that process. And you better find value in the process because the happiness that I get now what I define as happiness in my life is seeing my kids' little success, right? Yeah. It might be happiness for fucking 10 minutes after, <laughs> as we celebrate the win of a football game. Yeah. But that moment I hold with me for a long, long time, like, fuck yeah. Because the culmination of things led to that moment, dad being home, dad coaching, dad pushing, dad, you know? And, and so all the hardness of Dad having to work, dad having to pay bills, dad having to mentor, dad having like all that hard shit goes boils down to this one moment that I was actually there at the time and I was relevant and I coached and I helped and I mentored and I was the backstop when they were weak and they were feeling, feeling, you know, not themselves. And then the win, the smile on the fucking kid's face, that smile of like, hell yeah, we won. That moment for him might only last him five, 10 minutes, but it lasts forever for me. Like that is why I do it. All this hurt, pain, and suffering. To that moment is like worth it. Next, yeah. do it again, do it again. <laughs> and that's like uh, we have to see life that way because I think people are still looking for the 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 movie, the happy ending from a movie, the the yeah. fake reality that we see on social media. This happiness is twenty million followers and driving a Bugatti or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. is it? Because I drive a Toyota Camry, I'm pretty fucking happy, homie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, because I realize it's not about any of that. No, it's, I, I got to be healthy. I got to raise these kids. I got to. I want to maintain this really healthy relationship with my wife. I want to. You know, I just want to. And I want to challenge myself because the small accomplishments that I make make me happy. I feel like there's value in what I do, and there's value in my life, and it, there's purpose, right? And that purpose is to continue to strive to be more, yeah. right? I just wrote a book. Um. I don't need to mention it, but in, in no, that, please do because no, it, it later on it'll be coming out. Um, <laughs> but in in writing that book, I, I had to. I wrote a, my my memoirs of Border Patrol is what I wrote. Nice, because I think it's I think it's a story that needs to be told, right? I think it's value. There's value. And and the hard answer I had to answer was people saying, "But you're Mexican and you're a Border Patrol. Don't you think you're turning your back on your people?" And that's like, it's an ignorant comment, but it's someone who's, who's uneducated on the, on the whole understanding of the process, right? What yeah. America is, and what it stands for. And I said, like, you know, my belief of that is my mother, my grandmother came here for a reason. She believed in the opportunity that America could present for itself. Yeah. My mother maintained that. Who the fuck am I to turn my back on the two people who gave me this opportunity to gave me the position, put me in the position I am in, right? They, my mother was poor. My grandmother was worse off my mother made a big decision to move to la and do more for herself or else she would have been stuck into the cycle of living in a small community working at a working at a cannery and pretty much dying in the same community and in poverty 
right? Because some people just didn't want more for themselves and that's fine. Whatever the fuck yeah. you want. But my mother put us in a position, uh, a social, social economic position that was better than her. And I would be a big asshole if I didn't strive to do more out of respect to her. And that's, I see this, that's how I see it. Like I serve yeah. America. I did it overseas and I'll continue to do so here. And so I served the border patrol. And then when that question gets hit with me by every, every illegal immigrant, every, every immigrant that came across that was like mad at me for doing my job and saying, hi, get us over Vargas. I'm like, yeah. what dog? Yeah. What? I'm doing my job. Cause I don't know who out of this group of people is going to potential threat to my own kids at some point. I don't know. And I also know there's a law that I have to enforce based on the politics, whether I believe in them or not. And so I do my job, right? And I also uphold what my family came here in the first place for is the, the power of what America still stands for is opportunity. You know what I mean? There's guys online that'll say, oh, yeah, turn your back on your people. I say, you say that in America while so writing weird. that. Like that's yeah. such a... Yeah. <laughs> well, but they say that in America, they're sitting in a computer in America, yeah. saying it in English. And you're like, how what? That's an interesting yeah. comment from a guy who's sitting in America speaking, speaking English, right? Because if you didn't like what we have for you, you wouldn't be here, right? If this land didn't give you the opportunity, like, so now you're turning your back on the own place that's giving you what you have now. The fucking yeah. internet, homeboy, enjoy it, right? <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird yeah. thing. So I felt it was important for me to write this book and talk about that. And in the same sense of like, in that context of like, my mom strived to do more, I want to strive to do more. And I continue to strive to do more, right? Like I didn't put a boundary on how far I can reach. There is no boundary on how much money I can make, right? There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no boundary on how successful I can be, right? There's none. Some people give themselves that. That's their own thing. I don't have that. For some reason, yeah. I've never, I've never had that, right? No one said, you can't be an army ranger. I said, What's the hardest thing you got and that I qualify for? Army Ranger? Fuck it. Boom. <laughs> and that's what I did. And the same thing in the prison. I became a sort, a sort team member. And the same thing in the board draw. I became a special operations medic. No. There's no boundary for this, dude. It's how far I want to push it. And there's nothing saying. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, uh, the opposite way. When I was growing up, I was told I had no uh, no ability to do anything great. And I just kind of, the only way you're going to be a service to this country is if you're in the military. And then I got in there, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll just keep doing this. And then you realize like, well, these guys kind of suck. So I'll just keep doing harder stuff. And like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're in. I was like, all right, well, this sucks. And those guys don't suck. So I'm going to go try that over there. And then you make it. And it's just like, wow, like, huh, maybe I do have something. Maybe I do have what it takes to succeed. (laughs) Oh, dude, I didn't know nothing about myself until I passed RIP, right? Uh, Ranger indoctrinal program. I had no idea what I can do. I remember in basic training, I was like, the fuck am I doing here? You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> then you get to airborne. You're like, all right, whatever. I got a paycheck and, uh, you know, hanging out with those yeah. boys, whatever. Then you get to rip and they're crushing your soul. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and you're sitting there like, do I really deserve this? Like, do I, do I need to put myself through this? You know, what's the light at the end of the tunnel? And they're like, yeah. they're like three, four months <laughs> and with a special operation. I'm like, hmm. all right, fine. Um, so then halfway through, I'm in a ruck, I'm rocking and I'm in front. Right. There's like maybe a dude, two dudes in front of me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm pretty good at this, aren't I? Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, well, we'll keep going, you know, and yeah. <laughs> I go to ranger school and, and I get 
just th- distinguished undergraduate ranger school, right? The fucking William O'Darby Award. How? Well, it's yeah. really luck, right? Really luck, right? I just I didn't piss off enough people is what it, what it was, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, so, you know, and then you're like sitting in front of everyone and my dad's like, what the fuck? I'm like, I don't know, dad. Um, I guess I'm pretty good at this shit too, you know? <laughs> That's how I felt at 18 Bravo course till I got to mortars. And it was like, dear God, let me pass. <laughs> then- oh, don't get me wrong. Every every academic test, if there was a written test, I failed it the first time. Like, hey. yeah. I said, Mom, I'm probably coming home. <laughs> I don't know if the if my old instructor from the weapons course would ever hear this. I still remember when that man walked over to me before we got into mortars and he hands me a supplemental math book and he's like, you're going to need this. Like, so funny. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but here I am, damn it. I made it to be a warrant officer. So, you know, there's not a lot of math besides budgeting and fiscal yeah. responsibility, but no one ever looks at the money. <laughs> yeah. They haven't figured it out yet, at least. Yeah, man. So it's like in all this is I continue to believe there is no boundary for how far I can go. I chose that the entertainment space currently right now is what the mission is. And I believe there's a lot of value I can give to the community by being able to tell stories that uh, relate to us. Um, and so I chose this, this muse, right? Acting has been a, a form of therapy for me as well. Right. And yeah. so as I continue to look for more answers and healing myself and, and my friends, you know, um, I chose to do it in this field and others do it in law enforcement. Others do it in military. So others do it wherever. And so, you know, I'm just, this is where I chose my path to be. And, and, you know, I'm, and I won't stop learning about myself and I won't stop finding answers. Please don't, because one thing that there's a misconception where if you succeed, people are like, well, now it's your, it's your obligation to always bring people up. And it's like, okay, no, 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 you succeed. And by virtue, by you succeeding and putting yourself out there, you're giving everybody else that understanding of if he can do it, I can do it. Absolutely. What's so, what's so different from him? If he can do it, I can do it. That's, a, that's the thing I realized that was powerful about being a good representation of being a good Green Beret and going back and working with your, your support guys and being able to look at your uplift kids and inspire somebody like fuck chief's awesome if he can do this i can do that i can do it i can go after that i don't need to skew the test and i don't need to like you know do anything but live an authentic life and show you that you can do it if not achieve more yeah and that's what we need to focus on instead of this idea that well you know if you make it you're obligated oh dude no Yeah. yeah i can do whatever i can to make you know the right people and help them out but no by, by virtue, by succeeding and showing that I can make it, I'm showing a whole line of people that are just like me that it can be done. And we yes. don't have to accept some dead-end job at a fucking cheesecake factory or yeah. a fucking factory work that doesn't. Be- we don't need to be in. It doesn't give us any true understanding of who we are or our purpose. Yeah. That's like the one well, thing I'm it's, seeing. It's, it's like this. If you can't do more, okay, that's fine. But if you can, why aren't you? Yeah. That's like, why not? Like, what are you afraid of? What are you scared of? Hard work? Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, yeah, there's, there's no reason not to. Do, do you want more comfort? Then work harder, right? Do more. Push yourself a little bit further because comfort is a nice thing to have when you know, like, okay, the bills are paid. I have a little bit of extra money for, for whatever my little things I enjoy. And I can do this for a long time. Sounds good. But if you're not there, get there. Find a yeah. way, 
There's just not, there's not enough people that are willing to keep digging. And that's, I don't know, you can't teach that. I don't know how to teach that. I would hope that you can, but you know, that's why like music, writing, film, maybe that can inspire others. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Right. And uh, I, I expose my life to the world and, and I don't care. Um, I try and be as open and honest as possible because, you know, and, I, and I'm easy to reach. You, you reached out to me and right away I reached out to you, like, because yeah. I want to be readily available to, to those who have questions and say, do the work. And half the time I just tell them, do the work. Like, like I want to be an actor. Go be an actor. Go. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know what else to say. Like, like the truth is like, you need me to co-sign? I will go. Yeah. It's, it, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, I, I curse this damn career every day. Yeah, listen, let me tell you, here's, here's an honest statement that most people probably watching don't know about me. And they're like, oh, he's on mines, right? I have been hired on one audition in my career, mines. I have not been hired close to a thousand. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Talk about it hitting the nuts, right? You're like, yeah. well, am I, am I even good enough to continue to do this? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying to manifest that. I won't stop because of that, but it ain't easy. You know, I was, I'm on my end because of right place, right time, the right look. Yeah. I was prepared for the opportunity. Absolutely. Um, and I've done the most with that. I've like went from a guest star to a season regular, a very significant part of the show. Uh, it, that doesn't happen without being good at the job, showing up and doing the work, right? Absolutely. Making hard efforts and not being a dick, right? It's like being on a team. If you're a dick, you're gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like I'm easy to work with. I do the job. I show up on time. Uh, I do the work uh, and I'll continue to do the work, but it, it is a hard career field. I've, I've never landed another audition. Not one besides mine. Yeah. Up till now, up till yeah. now. And then yeah. who knows? Bing, bing. Yeah. It, there's, there's more to come. And that's, that's, oh, yeah, this dude, I, tomorrow I, I can end up landing something that's so big that I'm like, Oh, well, I'll never need to work again. You don't know. Yeah. Don't be a self-select. That's one thing that continues to be something I can tell people. Like, why are you going to self-select? You're not going to, don't tell yourself you're not going to make it. Go try. Like, yeah. Go fucking try. Go try it. Oh, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I, if I have a good, good enough idea to write a book. Fucking practice. Yeah. Practice. Write, 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 write. Two or three pages. Write. <laughs> I write, I write stuff and I put it out to the world because I stopped doing it for everyone else. Do it for me. Yeah. Like and yeah. if you do for, if you do it for you, be proud of that accomplishment of finishing a book or if, or a song or whatever it is. Like all that stuff should never be for someone else. It should be for yourself. Because then, because then there's no disappointment if you only got one person to buy the book. Who cares? It wasn't for you. It was exactly. It's for me. Yeah. Right now, you could publish a book on Amazon by yourself, like self-publish. Absolutely. Like I've got three in the works. Probably be the only person that buys it is me. But hey, I've got them ready to go. And God damn it. I'm an author now. Like that's the idea. And that's how much you have to believe in yeah. yourself. Like, I agree. You don't have to, well, to wait. And, and uh, I mean, yeah, it'd be great for you to have that great breakthrough book, but man, if you've got an idea and you've got, whether it's writing a play or a movie, do it, do it. Fucking get that's it out bad. there. So just to, just to put that into the truth is that I wrote a kid's book years ago. I wrote a second kid's book years ago. These are just for my kids. I just like, I'd be cool to have a book I wrote for them. Yeah. And then I wrote a self-help book of Light the Fuse. That book, man, has done so well for the people who needed to read it, you know? And I make no money off it. I made it as cheap as I possibly could on Amazon because I don't care about the money of it. I cared about the messaging of like, here's the truth. Here's how I fucked up life and how I'm trying to fix it, right? 
and uh, it has some of my poems in there. It just has some really honest, honest statements in there from, from my time. I, I'm going to rewrite it because, you know, I've grown more and I've learned more. Yeah. But from that book and from the other two books, and then I wrote a fiction book that, you know, it is what it is. It didn't do good at all. I don't care. Um, I ended up getting a, book, a bigger book deal for this portal. I did the work. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I put in the work. They said, what have you done before? Here's the manuscript I did here. Here's this, this, this. They're like, Fuck cool. Yeah. That was all I needed to build the resume to show that like, I can do it. Will you invest in me now? I've invested in me. Will you invest in me? Let me see what you've done. Boom. You know what I'm saying? And like, if we're not yeah. investing in ourselves, it, no one else is going to believe in you. Dude, you got to believe in you. That's, that's the first step. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I believe in what I can do. I believe in my skill sets. I believe in the stories that I can tell and, uh, and I do it. And then eventually, you know, it manifests into something greater and I'm, and I'm, and maybe that's the answer. Maybe it's not, but it works for me and I'm gonna keep doing that. I'm gonna keep manifesting new shit. Right. I've written yeah. 30 others. I've written 30 something scripts. I think they all suck, but they have some good, uh, <laughs> I think they, you gotta you know, be more positive. You can't be yeah. negative. You can't be self-deprecating. <laughs> the, the fact is I did the work, right. Yeah. The fact is I've completed it. I've completed them. Um, and I was all so early on that I can rewrite every single one of them and find some do better. Yeah. But I did it. You know what I mean? I put myself through the the Writers Guild uh, screenwriting course. I did it. I'm putting in the work. And now I'm working on a script that I think is extremely valuable. And I believe it could get picked up. And like none of that happens overnight, right? You don't just wake up and be like, boom, I'm, I'm great. Like you work. You work. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, anyone who's listening, put in the damn work, man. That simple you know? as that. Yeah, that's it. Benny, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing your story and talking about real things that we're all dealing with. Um, you're a powerful representation of what a veteran can do if he does the damn work. And kudos to you, all your friends. Shout out to everybody that has been on that journey with you. Uh, I, there's so many. Uh, everybody that you've been a part of and collaborated, they've all paved the way for us, whether it's to be in the entertainment industry or just be an entrepreneur. Everybody you work with and that team of individuals, everybody, um, TBI, I can't think of everybody's name. <laughs> so just everybody no, you've ever worked with are, are awesome representations of what you can do when you believe in yourself and you get to work. Um, again, thank you so much for being on here. And uh, yeah, it's been a great show. Thank you so much. Until next time. Peace.